Tyler. Yes. I'm good. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, how's the tour been so far? The tour has been fantastic. Okay. Yeah, we. Uh, this is the last show. So. Yeah, we thought, where can we go to have the most amazing time in Michigan? That's what we thought. Of course. I mean, this is where you guys start. One of the smaller places you guys started when you guys were first getting out there. Yep. Oh, my God. So, my thing that shocked me the most when I got an email from Jess here, uh, the first single, okay? Yeah. You're going right into domestic violence. Yeah. I mean, the obvious answer, of course, is because it needs to be talked about. Why did you choose it? Why did you guys choose that? You know what? I don't know why. I think maybe because of uh, the Me Too movement, I think now is a good time to start for men to even start talking about kind of this kind of stuff. I think it's not necessarily all for women to have to come forward Agreed. and say, hey, I have been in a, an abusive relationship. You know, so it is great for bands like us or anybody to start talking about it. So, uh, you know, uh, and maybe some people can come forward uh, and uh, get some help. So, what brought that song? Like, what was the I mean, inspiration for the song? What was that for you guys? Like, what made you guys feel like this was the art you had to express? I'm not sure. I, you know what? Honestly, it, RX was a, a, a great door that opened. Yes, uh, it really was. Yeah, because we got so much response with the, the opioid crisis and partnered up, partnered up with Shatterproof, which helps people with that. And uh, it just was, the song was so successful, it kind of was like, hmm, let's talk about some other stuff. So the new record has, there's, I mean, that's just kind of scratched the surface. We have some other songs on our new record that talk about other issues that are quite dark. I'm sure, but, I mean, new album, Say Nothing, coming uh, January 20th, am I correct? 31st. January 31st. Confirmed. Oh my God, you're making this wait so long. Evil, yeah. evil, evil. as well. But I mean, when you go back to Wake Up Call, that was the yeah. first time you ever worked with Martin. Was that the first time you've recorded outside of the United States? Recorded outside of the United States? No, we are first record. I mean, besides, uh, outside North, North America. America. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still a U.S. guy, and I, my ignorance sometimes. Outside of the Americas. Yes, outside of the Americas. Thank you, Mr. Canadian, sir. Thank yeah, um, that was yeah, and uh, we had such a great time, and he is such a different. Uh, way of producing that we're used to. So for us, it was uh, very refreshing. It was exactly what we were looking for. And no pun intended, it was really a wake-up call for us. And that's why we went back to him again, because we knew exactly what we wanted him to do before we got there. And so Martin had already worked at us with wake-up calls. Right. So the new record, we just we just hit the ground running. What was part of the inspirational mix for bringing him on there in the first place? For the wake-up call? Yes. Wake-up call was totally uh, our our A&R guy. He, he said, hey, I'm trying to think of some producers. I've got this guy named Mark Treffy. I think it's perfect for you. And I'm like, Mark Treffy, what has he done? He's done a gazillion things. Right, um, right. He's a Swedish songwriter. They're always done a million dude, things. Yeah, he's unbelievable. And... Um, I said, really? Let me, let me check out this guy. So I went and Googled a photo of him, and it just looked like this mad scientist. This guy was wearing, like, a, I think he was wearing a bow tie or something and a sweater vest in this photo I found online. I'm like, I don't know if this guy's any good, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want your producers to look like Albert Einstein on speed? 
Yeah, you just, just there's something about him. Like I'm like this guy looks like I don't know. He looks like a math teacher. He's hired. So like, this is like you know you know he's going to be good. Was he part of what made you guys delve into the difficult topics that you did, like the opening process with RX? Or was that, was that just something brimming in you guys to start with? Yeah, I don't think so. I think, uh, you know... I, I mean, you guys have always been comfortable going into the controversial, but it seems like you went from, like, messing with controversy as rock stars to, like, taking a side and moving the whole discussion forward. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, in the beginning, you kind of afraid to talk about that kind of stuff, especially like I've never had a drug addiction, so how would I talk about uh, an epidemic? You know, how would I do that? Same with domestic abuse. I've never been in a relationship like that. So I don't, how do I talk about that? So I think now is the time, you know, to man up, to, I don't, maybe not man up, you know what I mean? Like, get brave and go and talk about those things. So I think it honestly just came from within the band. We just really... Once we had RX, it gave us the strength to just go and talk about the things we really need to talk about. So what are some other things you talk about on uh, Say Nothing? That's uh, depression and suicide. We talk a lot about politics, uh, racism. Uh, okay. Okay. Politics. Yeah, American politics. And the rock world yeah. is a very controversial, like more oh, so yeah. than any, like I, I tend to feel that most genres tend to lean very liberal, just in artistry in general. But like in rock, you have more of a mishmash, 50-50, yep. of those who lean conservative to liberal. So I would think most rock bands would just stay completely out of that realm in general. You, well, yeah, because uh, you think about the fan base rather than being self-serving and saying, well, I'm not really, I'm not really cool with this, so I'm going to tell everyone how I feel. Our mission isn't that. We don't really care to tell our whole fan base that could potentially be, you know, leaning one way or the other. This is what you should do because that's BS. They can do whatever they want to do. You know, right. We're not going to tell people how to vote. But I think uh, the message is, man, things are messed up. Like, like it's crazy how gross and, and lowbrow everything has become. Mm -hmm. We're just attacking each other, and so we talk about that. So it's it's very neutral based in how we approach it. It's very be very careful. Like you said. Yes, you, you are. <laughs> You are dancing, you're an elephant yeah. dancing on eggshells trying not to break any. It's kind of... Oh, yeah. It's, you have to really be smart and uh, be careful. And we just actually came up with a visualizer, a visualizer for one of uh, these Instagram tracks. Mm. And we had to be very careful with the colors because we have blue and reds. Yes. It's all blue and reds flashing in the whole... You know, so you got to be careful which... If it's red, what is the image? If it's blue, because you don't want people being triggered. I mean, okay... <laughs> was that Andy? Was that Andy? No. Okay, that was hilarious. But no, it's... My, I come to you, you know, tall, dashing rock star, and your band is full of charming, dapper gentlemen, and I think, why on earth would you take yourselves into such a precipitous area Knowing that, I mean, Canada just re-elected their uh, their prime That's minister, right. yeah. who had that whole blackface scandal, and yes. then you had, which is hysterical on so many levels for a guy who just seems so like nice think, and sweet, right. and then he did that. It's like, dude, wait, 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 what? But like, so he got re-elected, thank God, because the other side was kind of scary to me. But like, now you have this election cycle coming in 2020, and like, you're finishing the year with domestic violence. And you got other issues to talk about, and those songs will be coming up during the the United States 
2020 oh, yeah. election cycle. Like you guys are putting yourself square in the middle politically of everything. If you, I mean, if you release a single about politics, like, I mean, I guess what are your expectations stepping into all that? I think all we're, the message we're sending is to maybe take a breath and look at, at your neighbors from your neighbor's perspective. Like, you know, uh, your next door neighbor is maybe the polar opposite of you. What are you doing? Politically, maybe look at his perspective on things because we always assume everybody is like the enemy in a sense. So I think that's the problem now. It's just like so polarized that, you know, it's like this instead of maybe in the middle. Even if you're a moderate now, it's just like they, they hate you. Oh, it's like come on, you're how dare you? Yeah, be no, a moderate. Both, si- both sides come for you. Both so sides come for like, you. It's just kind of like man, wow. So I mean, you'll see it. It's coming out, I think, in a week. This is which goes goes into a lot of this investment stuff. Is so your your fans, they stick close to you. They pay attention to all types of discussions everywhere. I'm sure they've gotten all the leaks and info about like where the album, where you're taking this album. Right. How has the feedback been so far? Positive, negatives at all? I mean, there's always going to be negatives. Yeah. But, like, is it mostly positive? I'm assuming it's it is. mostly positive. I think there's some people that miss the old kind of sound. I think you know, me being a fan of music, I get it. There's bands that I grew up listening to, and then as they got into a different part of their career, they tried to experiment more, and I was kind of like. You know, and then really, you as you get older, you kind of go, man, this stuff is so good now. And as I get older, I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah. So well, just, you guys are releasing your seventh studio yeah. album, like, yeah. so you've had twice the career most bands have, and you guys are still picking up. Like, you're still growing, you're still blowing up. I think so, yeah. Building audiences yeah. in the United States, Canada, internationally. So it's like, I mean, you guys have nothing but future ahead of you. Like, I mean. I forgot why I brought this up. I apologize. <laughs> like, but no, it, it's like you guys have so much more headed your way. Like, I mean, you're taking this risky ass vector. It's just like, I mean, I personally didn't take this, but like, like when you guys first had this, had this. I mean, when you were discussing these things for this album, was there pretty much consensus? Just like, this is where we're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I mean, wake up call was a bit of a. A mishmash. I think we were kind of it was a bit of a head scratcher for us where we wanted to go. Working with a new producer, we were, we were right. quite scared. And this record, after Wake Up Call, I think of the success of RX. As soon as the writing process started, it was like, okay, uh, we don't. This is, this is now. Now it got a lot easier. Once you know what you're doing, what you want to do, it gets the rest is just kind of fun. And fun so. Yeah, uh, this record is a lot darker. It's almost like the, I, I say, it's the upside down version of Wake Up Call. Oh my god. So we actually did some fun stuff with the artwork where uh, Wake Up Call had some palm trees, and this album has is, is got the palm trees upside down. Little hints and things like that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Alright, well, I'm looking forward to waiting all the way until January 31st for the album, Mr. Tyler. Yeah, well, you gotta blame the record label for that. Yeah, oh, and she's here right now. Jess, thanks for making us wait. Such a jerk. I don't know how you guys do your thing, but it's annoying. (laughs) She's like, I can't defend myself. Screw you. Ask Tyler what his bowling skills were like today. Oh, she's even bowling today. (laughs) Oh, really? But I gotta gotta defend myself because she didn't want to play. And then I invited her on my team and said, come on. 
this place. Like, all right. And then she had a great time. She got strikes. And she like got a good score. She beat me. <laughs> now she's rubbing my face. Of course, of course. Yeah. Well, is that always the play? Like, I never really wanted to be here. So either yeah. way, like you get away with it. It's like if you have a bad score, it's like I wasn't really trying. If That's you right. win, it's ah. Oh, so okay, this this okay. So you guys were bowling today. Yeah. Is this like a thing you do like in general on tour, or are there other things you do to like I don't know keep things interesting on tour? It depends when. Like uh, a few of us golf, but it, the weather. For me, oh yeah, yeah. No. Uh, I mean, you also, guys will eventually go down south. Oh yeah, that's where we kind of hit the hit some golfing areas. But uh, you know, around Halloween, me and Dean and a couple crew guys, we like to go and try to hit up the haunted houses, with walking and things. Love, awesome. Try to find the scariest ones in certain towns. Like you go to the scariest ones, but does anybody recognize you? Because I assume they do. No. No, okay. not really. Okay, because here's my okay. problem. Whenever I go through a haunted house in my market, they go, I can hear them in the walls going, radio guy, radio guy. <laughs> so they're like making extra, so I'm like, you're putting yourself at that kind of risk in a haunted house. Ugh. Oh, I love it. Oh my yeah. God. Okay, well, it just so happens, oh no, it just, the season's over. Like Otherwise, you. I would recommend one. But anyway, Tyler, yeah. thank you so much for talking to me, man. I had a lot of fun. You got it, dude. Thank you. Uh, man, looking forward to the album. Uh, Say Nothing drops 131 2020. And we got plenty of controversy and badass rock coming. Tyler, thank you so much, man. You got it, dude.